You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams, also of Dogs 24-7. It's a special podcast because... The afternoon has been crazy. After we recorded a podcast this morning discussing Georgia's quarterback battle, Jamie Newman and JT Daniels, the primary discussion points there, Jamie Newman has opted out of the 2020 football season, will prepare for the 2021 NFL draft. And, uh, Kip, uh, we'll get into it later, what, what kind of frenzy this sent me into uh, this afternoon as far as what I had going on. But uh, – just first of all, your overall thoughts, kind of when you heard the news, I called you, told you about it. What were what were kind of your first thoughts when all this went down? Well, obviously, shock right off the top because we were just talking about Jamie Newman, how we thought he had positioned himself fairly well to win the starting quarterback job at Georgia. Uh, but as I prefaced on the previous show, I thought it was still an open competition and there were three weeks to go until the season opener. You know, nothing had been completely settled at the quarterback position, but still, um, I will say that few things can shock me anymore in 2020. I don't want to say we've seen it all because that's going to set us both up for a world of hurting. But, I mean, at this point, we, we've experienced, you know, multiple roller coasters just as far as the – just even the sporting news is concerned for this year. So it was just the kind of the latest curveball in a year of uh, multiple dozens of curveballs, um, you know, and I, I feel like, uh, you know, Austin Riley at this point, I'm kind of learning how to hit him at this point. You know, you, you kind of get a good look for uh, surprising news. You get used to it and you just kind of roll with it. And so that's that's kind of what I did, just kind of prepared to handle it from a news standpoint to make sure we were set up and breaking the news on, on Dogs 24-7, which uh, Jake was able to do in our message board. We were ready with the story. But, you know, just as far as peeling back and thinking overall, you know, it's it's kind of surprising, but not completely. It's just knowing that, you don't know for sure, you know, that you're going to be the starter. Knowing that, you know, the, the NFL draft is right around the corner. And regardless of where you might hear your name call, if you might hear your name call, just if you're relatively healthy and you have a chance to to get potentially a life-changing paycheck, it's – it is a unique situation, and we've seen a lot of players opt out and just focus on training. So in that regard, I mean, I can't say I'm hugely shocked by this just because I had heard all along that he is being pushed for the starting job. And so if you don't know you're going to be the starter for sure and, and you're healthy, uh, it, there is some risk involved, in my opinion. It's an interesting decision based on risk-reward because I thought that there were a few players in college football who had a chance to actually raise their stock 
more than Jamie Newman could at Georgia. I mean, uh, we've written countless stories on his potential. Uh, we've done, we, we always, Jake and I are always rolling out the mock draft updates just to let people know where, at least the media, where people think he might slot into that, that draft next year. But I did not think that anyone had pegged him for a first round lock. I think everyone had kind of made some, I don't want to say assumptions, but they were projecting how he was going to do in the film he was going to put out at Georgia this year was going to give him a chance to move into that discussion. You know, Justin Fields doesn't have to really do anything anymore. He's Whether Ohio State plays another football game, he is going to hear his name called in the first round. Trevor Lawrence at Clemson planning to play football, you know, as of now. He doesn't have to do anything right now. He is going to hear his name called in the first round of the NFL draft. And then you look at North Dakota State's Trey Lance, a guy that a lot of people love as a first-round pick, and Iowa State's Brock Purdy as well as a guy that has, you know, he is very highly thought of right now. Jamie Newman was kind of in that, you know, that middle tier. Again, it was just a lot of if he does what we think he can do, he could go here. And now he does not have that to provide to two scouts. He doesn't have that film of playing in Georgia's offense to provide to them anymore. And, you know, at this point, I just think assuming that he was going to the win the starting job is, is still an assumption in my eyes. And assuming that he has enough uh, draft stock right now to emerge as a first round pick is maybe even a stronger assumption. So I think it's, there is some surprise just in that decision. Uh, but overall, I guess, if, if you think you have a chance to, to get drafted, uh, and then it, it's a risk he seems like he was, he was willing to take. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and here's the thing. Uh, and, and there's some serious nuance to the way, you know, because I've had some time to kind of, since all of this kind of got put on our plate earlier and, and we, we dealt with it, I, I've had a lot of time to kind of think about it and ponder it. And, and the first thing I want to say is, you know, there's a reason I'm a sports writer and I'm not an agent and I'm not an NFL, uh, in an NFL front office, and it's because those guys are better at what they do and, and than, than I would be at what they do. Um, but I don't think it's a good decision. I don't. And, and I'm not criticizing Jamie Newman. I'm criticizing his decision. Um, from all, for everything I've heard about him is he is an impressive, impressive kid. Okay, he's an impressive guy, and, and I think that he could have had a very, very, very good season at Georgia. He was my favorite to win the starting job in terms of the guy I thought would win the starting job. I said that earlier today. Uh, I think that he could have done some big things for Georgia's offense, and I think he fit really well with Georgia's weapons. Um, do I think that the competition – had anything to do with this? Yeah, I do. I don't think he was scared off by a competition. I don't think he had gotten beaten out. Listen, that's that's ludicrous, folks. J JT Daniels is not even cleared yet, okay? So I don't think anybody had been beaten out. But, you know, when you look at, hey, he comes in as a graduate transfer, uh, there's another guy added to the mix. I mean, if you really want to get nitpicky about it, there was another quarterback at Georgia's scrimmage last Saturday in Justin Fields. You know, could an agent have maybe gotten it in his ear, which we've heard from multiple more multiple uh, reports at this point that agents are all over these guys about opting out and things like that. Could an agent have used all of those different things to maybe convince him that it was his best in his best interest to go ahead and 
and, uh, and, and start preparing for the draft. Maybe there's also the risk of injury. There is COVID, whether he's scared of it or not, whether that's actually a true fear of his or not. But here's what I will also say. I think that the anger and vitriol and the desire to call the kid a quitter and to call the kid spineless or whatever people want to call because we've seen it all via Twitter and social media at this point, that's too easy. That is so too easy to do in a frustrated, angry state right now because I don't think it characterizes – I mean, listen, these kids don't get to where they're at by just being scared of competition or, or worried – about the, you know anything other than being really good football players. I mean, Jamie Newman his, has handled his entire situation with Georgia with with, with professionalism and class. And uh, you know, I, I don't. I, there's a reason that players have gotten into preseason camp and opted out. And it's not not just because well they saw this or they saw that. One thing they absolutely saw is they saw their starting running back getting lit up. They saw an offensive lineman get rolled up in the in the in a pile, or they saw a safety blast a receiver over the middle, and they think to themselves, "Man, what if that's me? What if I take that hit? What if they got to come out and get put me on something to get me off of the field in game two, three, or four, maybe even in practice? Then what's the rest of my career look like?" So I think all of those things are at play here, and and I'm just not on board with the with the anger that Jamie Newman's going to get about you know for for having a Georgia career that lasted 11 or 12 practices and eight and a half months and uh, it's a crazy time folks it is a crazy time and you know I say that I I don't think he made the right decision um, but there's a lot of information Jamie Newman has about his future there's a lot of information Jamie Newman has about what his future could have been if he had stayed at Georgia that, that I don't have and and you don't have it either Kip and whoever's listening to the show, you don't have it either. So, uh, you know, I would, I would, you know, request that everybody reserve judgment. I know people won't listen, but ultimately that that's kind of the way I view it. What, um, Kip, in terms of, of the, the reasoning behind it, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think it's multiple things at play or do you think there's one thing you can kind of put a finger on? Well, first off, I agree with you that, <clears throat> I mean, it's not my decision to make. I don't have, like you said, I don't have the information he has available to him. But I do think if he thought, if he thought he had the ability to go in the first round NFL draft, I don't think this helps that. And so, in my opinion, I I, I don't think this is, I don't want to say right decision. I I mean, I, I think it could end up being a mistake as far as just money he's leaving on the table. But, I mean. I, there are no indications that he was, again, going to lose the competition. Everyone says he's performed well in camp. But all that being said, that doesn't mean that Newman wasn't looking over his shoulder and thinking, I am being pushed for this job. And JT Daniels has a chance to be cleared in the next three weeks. And so JT Daniels also has a chance, as I said before, to win this starting quarterback job. And so in that respect, if he thought there was a chance he might not win this job, then now was the time to get out. In his mind, it might not help his stock if he does not earn the starting quarterback position. And so then the risk does outweigh the reward. So... In my opinion, 
this this was that time. It still gives Georgia enough of a chance to prepare for their season opener against Arkansas in three and a half weeks. It gives JT Daniels a chance to be cleared. So I, I think that you know I don't know how that conversation, whether a conversation happened with Kirby Smart and, and the coaching staff, but I think for on Jamie's side, if you're getting out. Uh, now is the time to get out as far as just maintaining whatever your draft stock is now if you think there's a chance you do lose a job, whether that's now or whether that's a couple games into the season. This isn't, this isn't like, a, a th- like recruiting. Like the, nobody's going to negatively recruit or evaluate Jamie Newman uh, or try to make him look bad during this process. But if you're an NFL GM and you're sitting there, I can totally see how this might end up being a bad thing because um, as much respect as I have for for everybody, for all of these players who make it through multiple preseason camps at this level, it it doesn't look that great for sure. I mean, you get a couple weeks into camp, you're in a competition with a guy that's not even cleared yet, and, uh, you know, maybe a team that wants Jamie Newman to fall a little bit uh, maybe floats that out there so that they can kind of catch him a little later on in the draft. But I just, I, I do, I do think it could potentially hurt him the optics of this whole thing, and uh, we'll, we'll just kind of see how it goes from here. But uh, Jamie Newman won't be starting the game at quarterback for Georgia, and uh, we want to discuss on the second side of this thing. We're going to go into a break, and on the second side, we want to discuss who who will be taking snaps for Georgia this year at quarterback. Uh, but but let's let's take that break real fast. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Kip. In my mind, I'm thinking of two guys here, and you know who they are. It's JT Daniels and it's Dewan Mathis. Are there... Do you see it the same way? Is it JT Daniels' job to lose? He's not completely cleared yet, but I think we all expect that to be the case before the start of the season. How, how is this thing looking to you now? Well, I mean, it's a pretty easy answer for me because I, I felt this thing was 50-50 all along. It really, for, in my opinion, was about JT Daniels being physically cleared to play. I thought that he – was going to come in and make up ground on Jamie Newman in the playbook and getting comfortable in Todd Monken's offense. I thought that his physical talents, his arm talent, his overall talent at quarterback was also a great fit for what Todd Monken wants to do in his offense. And, I mean, I can't speak medically to what's going to happen here. I don't have that medical information in front of me, but – 
I expect I ex- expect JD Daniels to be cleared in the preseason, and that is something that again I think af- affected Jamie Newman's decision making, and he saw that as a guy pushing him over shoulder and potentially just winning the job outright by the season opener. I thought that this competition was ongoing. I thought that J- you know whatever lead Jamie Newman had. JT Daniels is closing in on him. And my expectation is that JT Daniels will be fully cleared in the next three weeks and will be the starter in the season opener against Arkansas. And if redshirt freshman Dewan Mathis is fully cleared to go, then I think he will beat out Carson Beck, Stetson Bennett, and walk on Nathan Priestley for the backup position. And again, Still gives Georgia a very interesting cachet of quarterbacks, uh, very different, you know, different skill sets on the roster. But I, I just think that JT Daniels, what came in ready to compete for that starting position and had a chance to to still win it outright or win it later in the season if if uh, Jamie Newman struggled. So. I think he was positioned to, to potentially earn the job anyway, and I think it wasn't one of those coach speaks by Kirby Smart by saying, you know, this thing's up, still up for grabs. He says it every offseason at any position you talk to him about. But I think in this instance it was true, and I, I, I would not have been surprised at all had Jamie Newman stayed if JT Daniels was still named the starting quarterback uh, for Arkansas. Now, it is an interesting uh, situation just because of JT Daniels coming off a major knee injury and Georgia's offensive line, you know, replacing a, a lot of experience on the offensive line, shuffling guys around, uh, first year starters, first year starters, uh, you know, first year starter at running back with whether it's Samir White taking that first snap, you know, James Cook and, you know, replacing guys at, at wide receiver as well and, and at tight end. You have a lot of new faces on this offense. And so if JT Daniels is cleared and is the starter in the season opener, it, it's going to be interesting to watch because now you, you did go from having two experienced quarterbacks to, to having one who is coming off a major knee injury, and that will be the storyline moving forward. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that hurts. I mean that that's a little bit of a that that's a little bit of the the sting here for George's. I mean, man, you were going into the season. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the episode of uh, Seinfeld where uh, where uh, I think Kramer goes he adopts a highway and then he thinks he can do whatever he wants to with it, and he goes down the middle and he he puts black paint over the over the little white. Uh, uh, lines there and uh, and you know people are driving in behind it and there's this huge wide lane that's real comfortable and, and I think Jerry comes in there behind it and he's kind of that's what Georgia had Georgia had one big massive lane here with two very experienced very talented quarterbacks on its roster to to just kind of Maybe take some chances with the quarterback position maybe put Newman maybe you run a little bit more quarterback power or Maybe you have two packages or, you know, you're feeling a lot better. You're feeling like there's some margin for error uh, with, with protection, with things like that. I mean, there's just, there's, there's just no, no way to quantify the peace of mind that a staff would have in having two, you know, very experienced starters on their, on their staff. So losing that hurts. I'm sorry, not on their staff, on their team, but losing that hurts. Uh, but at the same time, 
there's a reason you've got that other guy. And and you know, listen, this is we talked about it whenever Georgia added uh, JT Daniels. The COVID era is pandemic, okay? And you know it, it didn't turn out to be like they like we framed it. You know, nobody has gotten JT Daniels hasn't gotten coronavirus, or or, or J- Jamie Newman hasn't gotten coronavirus. But the the pandemic itself, I, I think whether you want to say he's running from competition or not, it created the environment for him to be able to do what he's doing. It gave him, at the very least, even if you don't believe a word he had to say, an excuse, a fallback plan to, uh, to opt out and, and, and jump to the NFL early. Uh, but but when you when you look at it now that they do have that guy in place that's kind of the safety blanket, it is an experienced guy. It's a former five-star prospect. It's a guy who's been very impressive um, as a quarterback at the college level, and, and we'll see if he can get it done at Georgia. I do know this, though. The moment this all came down, made the message board post to inform our people about it, we wanted to give uh, it time for the official announcement to come down. Uh, spoke with a, ve- a source that's very connected with the team, and this is what I got as far as JT Daniels and, 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 and Dewan Mathis. JT Daniels is a guy that Todd Munkin really, really likes. I don't think that necessarily think he liked him any more than he liked Jamie Newman, but JT Daniels is very sharp. He, he processes information really quickly. He's very confident. He's got a lot of arm talent, and I think all of those things um, are things that are going to help him be successful if he's a starting quarterback at Georgia, and I think he will be. I do, like you say, expect him to be cleared in the coming weeks. But I also know for a fact now, and Rusty was the first to report this uh, a couple weeks ago, that Dwan Mathis had gotten off to a torrid start. Not horrid, torrid. Good, not bad. Start to preseason camp and had really opened some eyes, turned some heads, whatever cliche you want to throw on it. And I think the Georgia staff is sky high on his ability. I mean, listen, you're talking about a 6'5", 200-pound kid, maybe a little heavier than that now, who runs extremely well. He's got a really strong arm. I don't know that he's the kind of guy that at this point in his career, in terms of the amount of football that he's played, I don't know that he's going to get in there and sit in front of a film room or, or look in defense and tell you what this guy's going to do and that guy's going to do based on the, what weight he's got on what foot and this and where his eyes were pointing and all this. I don't think he's quite ready for that yet. But instinctively, athletically, arm talent, accuracy, those things, I think Dwan Mathis has got a huge upside. And, Kip, it's not going to surprise me because when it, when it was JT Daniels, and Jamie, I mean, JT Daniels and Jamie Newman in the fold, I didn't see a reason to get Dwan Mathis snaps because you got, you know, Jamie Newman is a very good, very powerful runner of the football, and he, br- he brings that mobility element to the offense. Well, now that, that element, that design run element is, is – not all lost because I think JT Daniels and Todd Munkin hit on this. He's a better athlete than people give him credit for. But JT Daniels is, is not a guy, especially with the knee injury, that you're going to be running zone reads and QB power and draw and all that stuff with. Well, now Dwan Mathis kind of maybe steps into that role. And it may be something that, that Todd Munkin can kind of throw something in there for him and uh, maybe a red zone package, maybe a short yardage package, whatever it is to kind of get him involved and, and get his legs involved. But I do think Dwan Mathis is now going to be getting a lot more first-team snaps, clearly. Uh, and I'm not saying that and thinking that he's won the number two job yet either. Stetson Bennett and, and, and Carson Beck are going to have some say there. Georgia fans may want to count them out, but those two haven't counted themselves out. You can bet on that. Uh, but, but I think that JT Daniels and Dwan Mathis are probably going to end up being the top two. 
And uh, I'm interested to see Dwan Mathis get on the football field because like I've said before, and I'm not sure if I've ever said it on the podcast, spoke with him one-on-one after Sugar Bowl, got about four or five minutes with him. And I'm talking like when you talk to players, I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, Hudson Mason, Malcolm Mitchell, uh, uh, Chris Conley type impressive. I mean, very candid, very mature, very to the point, very, very uh, um, engaging kid. And you can tell he's very intentional. He wants this. And he told me at that time, he said, hey, I'm going to be cleared for next year. And he was. And uh, now we may get a good look at him a little sooner than we initially thought. Uh, Kip, anything to add before we close this bad boy up? Uh, I do not want to record another show today. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we're good for today on the on news. Hopefully we could uh, hold off until maybe next week, but I just don't think that's that's how 2020 is going to roll for us. But I, I think you know, overall with the quarterback news, I think it's kind of like Georgia's recruiting this cycle. I think you know, Georgia's still well-positioned to meet every single goal that they want to for the 2020 season. But the margin for error to shrink that much more. And, and like you said, I mean, they had two guys with experience. You can roll different packages out there. You could be more aggressive at the quarterback position when you have two guys in your roster like that, which, I mean, Georgia hasn't had the last couple of years, really. And now you're kind of back to that, you know, that, that, that 2018 mode where, you got one guy that, again, as long as JT Daniels is cleared and we expect him to be, that has experience playing, you know, at, at the Power Five level. And then after that, you're kind of unsure of what you really have until you throw them into the fire. And that also just kind of affects, you know, how you can, how aggressive you can be at the quarterback position, what, you know, your protection packages. And that affect. I mean, that's going to affect the, the the run game and, and just the overall offense as well because you just aren't sure of of what you might have if if J T Daniels goes down. And I think again for Georgia, they could still do what they need to do, but the again, there's less margin for error, and it just really has a trickle down effect on on what Todd Monken and 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 what the the rest rest of the coaching staff can do with the offense. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. And and now uh, I'm left in a situation where I was headed to pick up my daughter today when all of this came down from school, and I was going to go pick up a Blackstone 36-inch four-burner griddle with the air fryer underneath. And uh, I don't know if I, I may miss out on it. Uh, Jamie Newman may be my nemesis for the rest. I'm just joking. He's definitely not going to be. But I, I'll never forget this day, that's for sure, especially if I don't get that griddle. Because I was looking forward to throwing around some hibachi, maybe some smash burgers, stir fry, whatever. My wife, not real big on meat getting cooked in the house on the stove. That's why I grill out a lot. So uh, uh, I just hope I get a chance to get around and get that thing later on this afternoon or maybe tomorrow because I really want it. But uh, for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Jake Rowe. He's Kip Adams. We're from Dogs 24-7. And as always, you guys take it easy. has been
begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 